0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I welcome you to our worship today at the Village Church and the worldwide community of the Village Church. I'm glad you all have gathered today to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. As we settle into worship, let me remind you that we'll be having a new member class on April 25th, and you can be in touch with us through the email printed on the screen about your plan to attend and to learn about what it means to be a member of the Village Church. Our Big Kids Playground at the church is open again, and we'd invite all kids of all ages to come and enjoy that special place as we enjoy some of God's creation. Worship every Sunday continues on the patio at 10 o'clock in the morning. You need not make a reservation. Just show up with your mask and plan to sit a little further away from folks than normal. The weather is beautiful and would love to have you join us on the campus if you're able and willing for worship every Sunday. There's other information on our website and in the weekly emails that we send to you, so please try to be aware of all that's going on as we have opportunities to learn, to serve, and to grow as we follow Jesus. Our flowers this morning in worship with us honor the 50th wedding anniversary of John and Lori Meanley. So John and Lori, congratulations on 50 years together. Of course, we have Easter lilies with us today, and there are many of those lilies dedicated in honor of someone or something, and the list of all those who have given will be run at the end of this worship video today. I'd encourage you to stay on for the organ postlude today. It is dedicated to Marjorie Kelly Schick by her daughter, Susie, our organist, who will be playing the Vidor Toccata in my opinion, the single greatest piece of organ music ever written. Whatever you decide to do, let's decide now to come before the living God on this Easter day to worship and to celebrate, and let's be called together in these timeless and true words from 1 Corinthians 15. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen! Christ is risen! Indeed!
1: Christ the Lord is risen indeed. Christ the Lord is risen today. Because God in Jesus Christ is victorious over sin, death, and evil, we can therefore come before God with our prayers of confession, naming the ways in which we are broken in mind, body, and spirit, naming those ways in which we need God and God's mercies and grace. In one voice and in one heart, let us present our prayers of confession using the prayer that is projected on your screen. Mighty God, by your power is Christ raised from death to rule this world with love. We confess that we have not believed in him, but fall into doubt and fear. Gladness has no home in our hearts, and gratitude is slight. Forgive our dread of dying, our hopelessness, and set us free for joy in the victory of Jesus Christ, who was dead but lives, and will put down every power to hurt or destroy when your promised kingdom comes. Amen. Friends, receive, believe, and trust in the good news of God in Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus Christ for the life of the world. Receive, believe, and trust in that good news, in Christ's life, death, resurrection, and ascension, and know that you and I have been set free to love God and to love one another. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you because God has given us peace with him and with one another. Let us therefore share signs of God's love and peace with each other. I invite and encourage you to do so with all those that you meet today and every day. Thanks be to God. Amen.
2: Good morning children and happy Easter. Today is the start of the month of April and it is also the day that we celebrate that Jesus rose again on the third day. We're so thankful today because we celebrate when Jesus saved us and that we can look to him for that reassurance and that he came down and made the ultimate sacrifice for us. So as you celebrate with your families, maybe you're doing an Easter egg hunt. Maybe you were with us yesterday and celebrated extravaganza. Whatever you are doing to celebrate Easter, remember that the reason for Easter is that we celebrate that Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for us. Thank you to everyone who joined us yesterday for extravaganza. If you received a basket, some of the things inside were these fun little goodies like a pinwheel and one of these cute little lambs. So we had so much fun putting those together and we hope that you enjoyed the video that our very own Adrian Arluck put together for us. As we continue to celebrate who Jesus is and what he has done in our lives, we're going to be reminded of of the word peace this month. That is going to be something that we're going to continue talking about, that Jesus brought peace into the world, and that we can share that peace with other people. We hope that you all enjoy your Easter time with your families, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye.
3: Christ is risen. Thanks be to
2: God. Will you please join
3: me in a pastoral prayer, and then together we will say the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, as the world sings triumphant cries to heaven over death that your Son conquered, hear our praise of thanksgiving and humble gratitude for the grace given. Jesus, our Lord, the celebration of your resurrection over death is a celebration of life that will continue well beyond our worshiping gathering this morning. It is beyond the sign of spring, beyond the lily, beyond families gathered for a special meal, and a day to once again reflect on your love for us. You broke the bonds of death and rose from the grave as a conqueror. You reconciled heaven and earth. Lord God, we are reminded that resurrection is a daily celebration over fear. Fear of tomorrow, fear of our yesterdays, fear of what shall become of our young, our old, our unborn. Fear of the unknown which has held us captive too long Resurrection is replacing fear with presence and participation, presence of your spirit in us that cast out all fear, participation in your kingdom and your kingdom coming. As Easter people, we leave behind fear and live in hope. More than hope, we have new life, life abundant and life everlasting. We come to celebrate the resurrection, the ultimate good conquering evil, not just for a moment, for death no longer has a hold on us. Because you live, Jesus, we live also. Let the radiance of this day remind us day by day to live into your grace, for the grave is empty, death is conquered, and love reigns forever and ever. We joyfully thank you, Father, for sending us your Son, who has made us joint heirs with him, and whose name we pray together, the prayer he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power
4: begin our time in the scriptures with a prayer for illumination. Please join me in prayer. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to John. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, And your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Now, a reading from the letter to the Romans I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord.
0: You probably know the old story. But have you considered the impact of the story on the story of your life that you are creating as you live today? You probably know the old story, but have you considered that many others do not? Or have you considered the impact it should have on the story that we are all creating together as we live our lives in the whole human family. Well, here's the story. A few women and then a few men, all of them close to Jesus, discovered his empty tomb. They had come to grieve his death, but they discovered that there was something else going on. They encountered a great mystery. They met the risen Lord Jesus Christ. What do you believe about what happened on what we now call Easter? Well, there are some options. You can believe that it did not happen, you can believe that it does not happen. That Jesus was not resurrected then, and that we are not resurrected now. That's an option for you. You can believe that, well, maybe it could happen, maybe it did happen, but there's no way really to know, so let's just skip over the whole story and maybe make a mental note, and let's just go on and figure out today what we're going to have for brunch, and how we're going to do our work tomorrow, and and let's leave the big questions for later. Those are some options to us, but here's another option. The option of belief. To believe that it did happen for Jesus and that it does happen for us. Christians are those who believe that it did happen and that it does happen. And so we have to look at this story over and over and over again. In fact, every Sunday, every first day of the week, it used to be early in the morning, now it's almost any time, we gather together and we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, and we anticipate our own. And every day we actually deal with the impact of, of this story. Let's look at what happened in Jesus' death, and then what happens because of Jesus' life. Well, let's look at death itself for just a moment, even Jesus' death, if we take it all by itself. If we end the story with Jesus' body being taken down from the cross on that Friday afternoon and the women going to the tomb to mourn his passing and discovering that the stone had not been rolled away and discovering what they expected to find, just a dead Jesus. If we take death all by itself, only by itself, We have to admit that death is the end of us. We don't exist anymore. All the physical evidence is that we're gone, finished. Whatever value there is to life, then, is really only temporary. And by cosmic standards, it's oh so brief. Now that I've lived what probably is the majority of my life, I realize how short life is and how long history is. And when death comes and if it's the end of life, we have to say, oh, well, what difference did that make, really? If you look at death, especially the kind of death that that Jesus died, you, you might have to say, you know, good guys lose. Jesus lost, didn't he? He suffered. He was unjustly accused and convicted. He died too soon. He died too painfully. He died for no reason other than that he tried, but really just failed. He tried to do something good, but now he's gone. That leads people to say maybe everything is vanity. Maybe everything is a chasing after the wind. It all ends anyway eventually, and the problems of the world continue, so life really doesn't mean anything. Why even try? Why even bother to live life? Go ahead. Live it however you want to. Be self-centered. Do whatever you can to enjoy life today. It doesn't make any difference. Just get on with it. Ancient philosophers, long before Jesus lived, created a couple of ways to look at life without the perspective, without the understanding of the resurrection. There were the Stoics who said, you know, there are some things that you could enjoy in this life, but but it's really better if you just try not to. Just live your life and try to gut your way through it and don't worry about having things and enjoying things because it's all going to go away anyway. That's Stoicism. The opposite side of that is is what some also believed, other philosophers, they were the hedonists. They said, you know, life is short. Enjoy it to the hilt. Satisfy your appetites in any way that you possibly can. Don't worry about who you abuse. Don't worry about who you run over because there really are no rules. It all ends anyway. I suppose you could also look at it this way. Well, death is going to end life. And so if you want to, go ahead and try to be good. Go ahead and try to love other folks. Go ahead and try to create your own meaning from out of this. But it's all going to be over. So do whatever makes you happy. If we think of death as just that, only death, the end of everything, those are the options that we have. But you and I believe something different. We believe that the end of the story is not death, but that the end is life. Life itself, life abundant and life eternal. And so what does it mean to us, to we who believe? What does it mean that Jesus lives again and that Jesus says we will live again and always forever with him? Through this winter and through this spring, we have been engaging a series of messages every Sunday talking about the way of Jesus in a wayward world. Let's remember that the way of Jesus, the way to believe, the way to think, the way to understand, and the way to live our lives, all of that hinges on the resurrection. If Jesus had not been risen from the grave, we wouldn't pay attention to him. But we do believe, and so we pay attention to the way that he lived his life and the way that he said we can live our lives. And so it's all about, really, what happened in the resurrection. In Romans 12, Paul is is unpacking all of that for the Christian church in Rome, saying, you know, because Jesus lives again, because he can live in us, because we believe that, that evil and death are defeated, then we can be transformed. Transformed not just at the end of life in our resurrection, but transformed in the way we live our lives today. We can follow Jesus into his way of life. Today, I want to skip to the end of chapter 12. We're going to spend several more Sundays looking at the rest of it. But today, I want to skip to the end of chapter 12 because it really is the summary, not just of Easter, but of what everything is about. Paul gives his long list of things that we now can do and want to do and will do in the power of Jesus Christ, the risen and living Jesus Christ. He summarizes it with one simple little phrase. He says, overcome evil with good. Put that into your heart today. Overcome evil with good. The point of today's sermon really is a simple thing. That the resurrection of Jesus... And the resurrection to which we look forward in our own lives all points to the fact that God overcomes evil with good. Therefore, you and I can live lives that are the same, overcoming evil with good. And so, of course, we have to ask, how do we make that happen? It's great for us to listen to a preacher just say, overcome evil with good. Great. Okay. What I want to know is, how do we do that? How do I live my life so that that happens? I have to tell you a story about my grandson. My grandson loves to dress up like a superhero. He's three years old. Now, let's talk about superheroes for a second, right? Superheroes are those good guys, those good women who wear cool outfits and have amazing powers to defeat the powers of evil in the world. That's what being a superhero is all about. And the way that my grandson dresses up as a superhero actually is kind of the opposite. He strips down to his underwear. And he sort of looks like a young Superman. And he flies around the room doing battle with the forces of darkness. But if you can't be a superhero, then what do you do? Well, here's my list of how it is that you and I participate with God. With God the Father, with God the Son, in the power of God the Spirit. Here's how we participate with God to overcome evil with good. Because we believe the resurrection of Christ, and because we believe that one day we will be resurrected with Christ, and because we believe that the power of the resurrection is ours today. Here's what we do. Number one, we admit that evil exists, and we're not afraid to face it. We're not afraid to own it. We're not afraid to call it out. I contend that people who do not believe in the power of good over evil are actually less likely to be honest about the evil that's there. It's too scary. It's too condemning. We'd much rather turn away from it and deny it if we think that we cannot defeat it. But those who know that evil is already defeated in Christ's resurrection from the cross and out of the grave, we believe that we can be honest about evil. Evil exists Evil exists in us, it exists in other people, it exists in ways that we do not fully comprehend, but ways that we need to continue to study and to understand. Evil exists in what I call some of the big things of life. Maybe things like racism, an evil that has been especially operational in our world in the last year. Evil that exists in sexism, Evil that exists in a lust for money, a lust for power, a lust for status. We believe that evil exists in in personal kinds of ways, in our own selfishness, our own desire to control other people or bully other people, in our own willingness to use other people. Evil exists in our inordinate fear of things that we don't quite understand or things that we don't control. Evil exists in our refusal to admit that evil exists or that evil might be in us. Evil exists in our refusal to learn and to grow. Evil exists whenever we turn away from the evil that other people suffer whenever we refuse to follow the Lord Jesus as he confronts the broken world and then sacrifices to redeem it. We're not afraid to look at evil for what it is, because we know that our Savior has conquered it. That's the first implication of the, of the resurrection, is that we look at evil. But there's more to come. The second thing we do is that we never give in to despair or cynicism or fear because we know that God takes the worst and transcends and transforms it. We never give in. Yes, Easter is about dying. Easter is about death and Easter is about living again. And so it gives us hope and courage and strength as we face our own mortality, as we face the fact that someone we love has died. We never give in to fear or to despair or ultimately even to grief because the victory is ours. Now, Easter is about... So much more, though, than than just how we deal with death. Easter is also God's vindication of Jesus' way of living. The world, if you will, killed Jesus. The way of the world, the misguided, broken understanding and functioning of the world all conspired against Jesus, and it rose up and killed him. But God said, no, 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 not so fast. Jesus is back. And so we can see the resurrection as God saying to us, pay attention to Jesus. Easter is about Jesus refusing to go away. Instead, it's about his living presence with us and his persistent proclamation to us that we need to follow him. Would you rather listen to some teacher who lives and maybe says some cool things and does some cool things, but then he dies and he's done, he's gone? Or would you rather listen to a teacher and follow a leader who when he dies comes back and says, friends, we still have work to do. Easter is about absorbing all the bad news that bombards us every day, but then remembering the resurrection and meeting the despair and the defeatism of this world with hope and with courage and yes, even with joy. And so, number three, we always keep on with the work of being and doing good. That's what I call the way of Jesus. (laughs) I'm reminded of that of that show about the Mandalorian, one of the characters from out of the Star Wars series. The Mandalorian, who's always fond of saying, this is the way. Well, the Mandalorian has his way, but we have ours, the way of Jesus, a way of overcoming evil with good. And that's what Paul has been talking about in his letter to the Romans, especially this 12th chapter that we've been looking looking at. He's teaching us how it is that we overcome evil with good. We've already talked about many of these things. We humbly submit to Christ's leadership for our lives. That's where it begins. We are humble. We're filled with humility before God and others because we submit to Christ. We refuse to be separated from each other by our hatreds and fears, but instead we always work toward unity with each other in the body of Christ and In the family of humanity, we ruthlessly seek out the truth and we defend the truth and we admit where we have been untruthful. We diligently go about the hard work of actually doing something for the sake of the kingdom of God. Sometimes it's drudgery, sometimes it's boring, sometimes it's Complex and confusing and exasperating and frustrating, but still we do it. We teach each other. We learn from each other. We hand off wisdom from one generation to the next and we encourage each other. We support and build each other up. We do that as we give generously. We give of our time, we give of our abilities, we give of our resources. And then we who follow seek out wise leaders to follow. And we who lead seek to be wise as we lead. And we do all of that with compassion and kindness and genuine caring. We passionately persevere. We never, never, never give up. Because we know how the story ends. In 2000, the internet giant corporate business, that is Google, created a corporate code of conduct. And they summarized that corporate code of conduct with a phrase that's become very famous. Their corporate code of conduct said, don't be evil. Pretty cool for a giant corporation, isn't it? Just don't be evil. Well, that's good. I agree with it. Don't be evil. Let's Adhere to the highest ethics. Let's learn to trust, let's learn to respect, let's do the right thing. I read recently that a couple of years Google changed that phrase from "Don't be evil. and, and now more they talk about doing the right thing. and that's the positive way to put it, isn't it? Not don't do this, but instead, do this. I don't know about Google whether they have any concept of what Jesus was all about, but don't be evil or do the right thing or what Jesus would have said. It's what Paul said. It's what we believe. You may not be a superhero, but you do have the privilege and the responsibility if you believe the resurrection, not just to not be evil, but to overcome evil with good. Christ is risen. Death is defeated. Evil is extinguished. Final victory is assured and final victory is won. All that is left is for you and me to follow Jesus into the way of life that makes these truths real in our own lives and in the lives of others. That's what resurrection life is all about. Amen.
3: Brothers and sisters, having heard the word read and proclaimed, let us join together and affirm our faith. This is the good news which we have received and which we stand and by which we are saved, if we hold it fast, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, and that he appeared first to the women, then to Peter, and to the Twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Jesus Christ is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is our Lord and our God.
0: the resurrection, it took a while for all of Jesus' disciples, the men and women alike, to absorb the fact that Jesus was still alive, that Jesus still is alive. But after they had met the risen Jesus, and after they'd gotten used to the fact that in the power of the Spirit, He still was and is with them, then they stopped gazing into the grave and they rose up and they started walking into the world behind Jesus and with Jesus beside them and in front of them and in them. They walked into the world to continue the work that Jesus began and that continues to this day, the work of overcoming evil with good. So, friends, let's be on our way. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Amen.